Hello and welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where we help and inspire you to build a great personal brand to increase your visibility and authority. Um, I'm your host, Claire Bond, and on today's episode, I am so excited to have Patty Farmer with us. Patty is an award-winning marketing and media strategist, an international speaker, podcast host, magazine publisher, and a seven-figure event producer. As a global influencer and thought leader, she works with women CEOs, entrepreneurs, and speakers who are experts in their field to help them fully identify their expertise and attract and convert their ideal buyers, gain massive visibility, package their knowledge, and position them in the marketplace to leverage the media and create marketing strategies that are profitable, not painful. Her mission is to help her clients make a big impact in the world and bigger deposits in their bank account while designing a lifestyle that they want to live. Patty, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. You know, I've been following you for a while and we've been connected and I love everything you do. So I love being here. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. So tell me how, tell me about your journey. How did you start your business? What, what brought you to this place? So before 2008, before 2008, I'm from Las Vegas, even though I'm in Dallas now, and I have always been in the marketing space, but I was also in the mortgage industry. And so we all know what happened mm -hmm. in 2008, right? You know, everything um, kind of went bye-bye, right? But that gave me a moment of clarity because at that same time, my husband and I moved from Las Vegas where I was able to sell my businesses. But when I got to Dallas, I had to ask myself the question, what was I going to do here? I was in a Metroplex with no one that I knew, right? You know, and was that the time to open up another mortgage company, when we were in the middle of that bubble, right? And so it gave mm -hmm. me the clarity to know that marketing was always what I really loved doing. That was my favorite thing. But the biggest clarity for me was while I was sitting there, you know, going, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? All of a sudden I realized that this was fabulous, that I was in a Metroplex with millions of people and that I'm not in the B2B business, I'm in the P2P business, and it's all about the people and what an opportunity it was. And so really to wrap that, I literally got up, went to the refrigerator, I'd been in Dallas one day, and I wrote 100,000 on my refrigerator. And my husband came home and he said, what's this? And I said, I made the decision that in one year, I'm going to know 100,000 people here in Dallas, and I'm gonna make $100,000 doing it. And my husband's like, what a great goal. I did it in nine months and I did it by being wow. very, very intentional with a clean slate and really knowing what were the things that I needed to be doing. And I just did those. Awesome. Yeah. I love that goal setting. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Yeah. A hundred thousand. I don't even think I know a hundred. I don't think I know a hundred thousand people. Really? I don't. You probably do. You just don't I, realize that you do. I mean, I guess I could sort of connect it on social media with that many people, but like, that seems like, wow, that's amazing. Um, so when, like, I guess like, was there anyone in particular that really influenced you to, to start your own business? Cause you started your, you had your own mortgage business, right? And I owned a marketing company too, both of them brick and mortar in the yeah. same building. Yeah. So what, what inspired you to do? Cause I mean, entrepreneurship is not for everyone and, and, and people that jump in it, a lot of times they're like, Oh, this is hard. I'm like, <laughs> so the people that stick with it for this long, 
you know, you have to really love it. So what inspired you to get into it? Kind of a funny story, but the biggest thing was I've always been in the money business, right? You know, that's why everything for me is about marketing, media, money, right? Because I've always been in the money mm -hmm. business. And so one of the things I really realized is that when I was still working a job, which is like 25 years ago, when I was working a job, I realized that there were things I didn't like. And one day it all shifted for me when I went to my boss and I had to go to the restroom and I realized, why am I asking permission to go to the restroom? And I literally left that day and said, I'll never ask permission to go to the bathroom again. I actually, you can't see it, but I have a plaque on my wall up here that says, I will never ask for permission to go to the restroom. <laughs> And so that was like the defining moment for me right there. It's like, that is ridiculous yeah. to have to do that. And I went home that day and I told my husband and he said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. And I literally just sat down and said, what do I love? What am I good at? Right. What are the hours mm -hmm. I want to do? Like, what do I want to do? How do, I, how do I want that to look? Right. You know, really, how do I want that mm -hmm. to look? But more importantly, the number one question was like, how do I want people to feel that I serve? Like that was what was really important to me was that. And I come from a family of five girls and I have six daughters. And so I realized right then and there that I want wow. to work with women, right? And so I just literally sat down and said, that's what I want. And that's what I did. That's amazing. So you're like very goal oriented and you have a very supportive husband, which is so key, right? Like having that support. That's amazing. Well, I think that too. I love that. I love that. Story. I think that too. I think the other thing that like when people hear this about me, like they don't realize, but you know, I'm an international speaker, so I travel all over, but that didn't happen. I've only been a speaker for 12 years and that happened by accident. And I'm going to say that every great thing that happened to me, so deciding to become a podcast host, deciding to publish the magazine, deciding to do events or be a speaker, every one of those things happened because some opportunity showed up and I leaned in and said yes. So the power of saying yes is so important and also like having a criteria because you know we can get all caught up in making decisions and knowing oh should i do this should i do that is this what i should be doing and once i actually wrote the criteria so that i could know when to say yes and when to say no and when to say no not now right that became so easy for me to be decisive when opportunities happen and so the biggest thing of that happened when I became a speaker because I didn't really want to be a speaker. I trained all the time. I gave seminars, that kind of stuff, but I didn't really want to be a public speaker until a friend said, Patty, I need you to come here and talk about networking. You're always talking about networking. She didn't even ask me to talk about marketing. She said, talk about networking. And I said, oh, she just did that because that's how she'd get me to say yes. And I did it. And when I got on that plane, the day I went to her event, here's what she said to me. She said, oh, Patty, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> I don't need you to talk for half an hour. I need you to talk for an hour. I was like, what? And oh. then she said, oh, and I need you to be funny. I was like, funny? And she goes, oh, and we're going to video. The day you had to give your speech, she gives you before, all that information? Right before, as we're driving. Right before. Nice. And then she said, oh, and we're going to be videoing you. And I was like, what? She says, yes. And she goes, oh, and by the way, when you're up there, really honestly, you need to like, you know, make an invitation of some sort too. Like all of those things. So of wow. course, as soon as we got there, I went in the bathroom, as soon as they started like pulling out the video and I got like violently sick. And this is what happened. 
it's a game changer. When you say yes, things happen in your life that change. And this is probably the best example that I can give is when she said, I'm going to hold this sign up, right? You know, I get out there when she introduced me and I'm speaking and I'm thinking, am I being funny? Like, but I'm looking at everybody and I can see them leaning in. So I'm like, oh, I must be doing it okay. And then she held up that sign that said, I'm supposed to invite them to do something. And I didn't have anything. I mean, I taught people things, but like I didn't have this structure, a funnel or any of those things that I actually teach people to do now, right? I was like, oh my goodness. And I'm gonna tell you, it's great that this is on video because you're gonna laugh and you'll get to see it. But literally people said to me, what is it that you're gonna teach us, right? And when I made that invite, I just literally said, I'm really busy. I would never say this or teach anybody. I say, I'm really, really busy. But if like 15 of you, and I said it with this look on my face, so that's why I'm doing this, like, oh, maybe 15 of you, I could help you, but it's going to cost you. I actually said that. And somebody in the back room said, well, what's it going to cost us? And literally, I was winging it, which you should never do. And I said, I don't know, at least $2,000. That's what I said. And the person in the front says, well, what are we going to get for $2,000? And I said, anything I would teach you would be worth $2,000. I said that, which worst worst case scenario anybody should ever say. And when I walked back to the back of the room, 37 people handed me their credit cards. 37 people handed me their credit cards. So do the math. And then I went home, and this is the last line I'm going to say is, I went home and I told my husband, oh my gosh, I'm going to become the best speaker ever. What an opportunity to talk for 45 minutes and be able to make that kind of money. And then I put out to my friends, because this is what we do. We put out and say, hey, guess what? You know, if you guys need a speaker, these are all the things that I can talk about. Three days later, somebody called me and said, Patty, one of our speakers got appendicitis, I think it was. Could you come in and give this talk on how to get prospects from LinkedIn? Sure. <laughs> I didn't have a speech that said that. She's like, I'm, I'm like, okay, when? She said, tomorrow. I said, tomorrow? She says, yeah, I'm in London. You need to get on a plane in like six hours. I was like, what? And my husband said, you said you were going to say yes. So I got on that plane. They told me they were going to pay me $10,000. I got on the plane. I went to London. I wrote the speech on the way. When I got there, they told me, Patty, you can, you can make an invitation up to $1,000. There were 156 people in the room and 110 people said yes. And in one week of becoming a speaker, I was a six-figure speaker. And I got booked for two more engagements in England. And I became an international speaker in a week just because I said yes. Amazing. The power, well, the power of yes and no, I guess, right? That you needed to learn to say no to certain things. Right. Too. But then the thing well, was so you have to have a brand. That's kind of leads to what you do, right? Like, what's yes. my brand going to be there? Yeah. Right. I mean, so <clears throat> I did want to, because you mentioned networking and networking is one of the things that I kind of feel like I'm not necessarily that strong at doing. I, I can kind of, um, more so probably went person, you know, in person, I feel it's like in a big room. I just, uh, it's not my favorite thing. Do you have, what are the, what's like one, one tip that you can give the audience oh, like this. for networking, like how to how to do it? Topic. Like what, what's your best? My favorite topic. And it's actually a question. So the number one thing, if I was okay. going to give anybody any tip, it would be this. Stop asking people I'm going to write it down. what they do. That's the number one never get question. Yeah. Everybody says, there's like, oh, so what do you do? Mm -hmm. And when you ask people that, they tell you what they do and then they keep on talking. 
because they go into sales mode, right? So I always say, mm-hmm. shift that question to this question, which is a much better question, which is who do you serve? Now they're not even talking about them. Now they're shifting to who do they serve? And now you should be listening to who they serve because that's where the opportunity is right there. Who do they serve? Do you serve them too? Right? So there's a lot of different ways that you can shift that question. So I don't know how much time we have, but there's a second question I ask to follow that up. So who do you serve? And then the second question I ask is this. I say, I know a lot of people. And if I was going to tell them about you, Claire, what would you want me to tell them? Because now that I know who you serve and I've shifted that, now you're not telling me about your dogs and your kids and what kind of things in the weather. Now you're telling me the value you bring to the marketplace. So if I know who you serve and the value you bring to the marketplace, that conversation was less Mm -hmm. than five minutes. And I know everything I need to know about what the next step I should take. Yeah, I literally wrote that down. I love that. I I feel like... um... When I, when I coach people on how to build their personal brand, I talk about doing it for other people. So the way you shifted those networking questions made it sound like a gift, right? Because you're, I was like, who do you serve? You know, I'm not saying like, what do you do? Yeah, like those kind of like icky questions of like, I'm going to put you in this, in this box because you kind of fit here. I'm not asking those pointed questions. I absolutely love that. Well, so... Because this is, I do have other questions too, but let's dig, make sure we talk about that personal brand because I want to talk about what, what steps you've taken to build your personal brand. Did you start kind of, when did you kind of key into the fact that you needed a personal brand? Well, I think that I knew that clear back when I still had my mortgage company because I needed to differentiate myself as to mortgage and marketing, right? Like why I did those things. But once I stepped into just marketing, you know, which I'd obviously been doing for a long time, I felt like the most important thing was to become an authority, right? Which I was, but did they know I was, right? You know, how was I going to show up? So they knew I was, right? Because I knew I was, right? So become an authority to be only talking about things that were relevant, to be consistent, and to make sure that when I wasn't in the room, right, when I wasn't in the room, that they all were talking about me in the way I wanted to be talked about, right? You know, have you ever had somebody introduce you and they, and you know, you give them your intro, right? They ask, oh, your intro, and then they wing it. And then they say something, you're like, where in the world did they get that? And it wasn't what you wanted them to lead with, right? (laughs) So the question here is, ask yourself that question. Right. What would I want somebody to say about me if I wasn't in the room? Right. And of course, the end all be all for me is that I wanted people to say that, hey, if you want to know anything about marketing or media, you need to know Patty Farmer. Right. And I had to be consistent and relevant and make sure that I was an authority. And that was everything that I knew that fell under the umbrella. Everything I did had to fall under that. Did it get me closer to that or further than that? Right. Because we can talk about a lot of things. And that's why a lot of times people mm-hmm. say to me, Patty, like you do a lot. I'm like, no, I don't. I do marketing, media, and money. And my magazine, my events, my podcast, everything I do is that. So that you know that yeah. is what my brand is. And that is exactly what you can expect to hear from me and what I am an authority on. Well, so, I mean, because we, you mentioned consistency, which is so, so key to make sure that people see you as an authority. Mm-hmm. But the consistency can be really, really hard, especially when you're like a solopreneur. Mm-hmm. So first question is, do you do it alone or do you have help? So here's what do I you have do. a team. I do have help, okay. but in a different way. So what I do is I have help 
with the automation part, right? Because that's easy okay. um, to have somebody do. But anything that is me, my voice, nobody else can be me but me, right? I want people to know that when I am speaking, it is truly me, not somebody else being me. So I do all the engagement, everything that is me is me. And even when I do have somebody, I have somebody do scheduling and stuff like that, but I do all the strategy about it, the when and where I need to be and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff, but it's okay to get help. But when you are yeah. talking your voice, you need to make sure that's you and that nobody else is representing you, but you. In my opinion, I, I, yeah, well, our, our concierge clients, we do engage and do things on their behalf, but we make sure that we have enough of their own voice because they're just, they're just too busy, um, doing their regular day job to do the marketing for themselves. I so I feel like there's a fine balance. There is a fine balance. And I think one of the things is teaching people your voice. Like I know the person who works yeah. for me, the best way they knew how to write content for me, um, they write the content for me and then I approve it and, you know, tweak it so it is in my voice. But the way they got that was when I gave them all my blogs and the five books that I've written and all my articles for the magazine and highlighted, mm -hmm. you know, certain things. So they got to know my voice, right? So they, right. So even then I have to tweak That's it a little bit, but key. having somebody else do content for you is something that can really, really be a good thing and they get to know you more mm -hmm. and more and more because sometimes if you want to do everything yourself then you're rushing and then maybe you're not putting something yeah. out at the level that you really want it to be i have a very high level of how i want things to represent my brand that's why when people are on my podcast as you saw we provide all the brand assets you know and mm -hmm. everything because i want my brand represented the way it should be as well as spotlight them so i feel like right having somebody that you can go to like somebody like you that they can go to to really get clear on what that brand is and to help them with some of those things is really really important because work in your brilliance and hire people to work in theirs that's what i say so if there's something you don't like to do or you're not yes. good at that's the things you should outsource i i have definitely heard that and that is very very good um, I've definitely, I've gotten into the thing sometimes when you hire somebody and, and not, they don't necessarily do a, the best job, which is sometimes like very frustrating, but yeah, I definitely believe in that. So what do you, I mean, like, so when, so you, you basically you outsource some of the stuff and you are, you know, work to, so that they know your voice, which I think is really, really important. Um, so you work with women, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and speakers. What do you see? As like, when you are talking to a new client, what do you see as their biggest challenge? I would say that the, like, the things that come up consistently is they don't really know how to identify who their ideal client is, right? They just really don't know how mm -hmm. to identify who that is. They don't know how to leverage the things that they already have, right? There's so much they mm -hmm. already have and they don't realize it, but they don't know how to leverage it. And then they don't know how to convert. And a lot of that is because mm -hmm. they... <laughs> this is it. Um, this is it. Because a lot of times people just think about their target market and that's what they think is the most important yeah. thing. And you'll hear it over and over and over again. And a lot from marketing people is, oh, it all starts with your target market. It does. That's where it starts. And that's the baby step. But the most important thing of what I feel is important is if you really want to convert and you want to serve at a higher level, you need to be talking to your target buyers. And a lot of times people don't know what the difference is, you know, and 
for your audience. Maybe some do and some don't, but really the difference there is when you're talking to your target market, that is somebody who has a problem that you have a solution to, right? And so that's where people start. But the really, when you get to your target buyers, that's when you're talking to people who have a problem, you have the solution, but they're actively looking for that solution. It's a game changer, mm -hmm. right? And so for me, the yeah. things that I really like to focus on is let's help you to really get clear on who your target buyers are, and then what do we need to do mm -hmm. to put you in front of them as that authority? So when they're making that yeah. decision that they're now ready to purchase and to decide who they want to work with, that you are the person that's in front of them that they know can do it. Yeah, I like that different, I, I like that little, it's just a, you know, one word, but target, you know, tar target audience versus target buyer. I like that. Because yeah, that I do, I agree with you that a lot of times people are not clear and then everything you do, it, it informs everything that you do, the content you create, the, um, you know, everything that you do, what you, what you're saying, your messaging, all of that, it has to be informed by actually who your target is. Um, and that is, I like that, that making it even more narrow. Cause I feel like so many people get, are afraid to niche down. Uh, they think they're going to miss out on do you find the I same do, problem and i think the other mistake that i see them make too is kind of the when they on social i see this all the time on social so you know there's steps in the customer journey right you know like in the beginning they may not even be aware they're still just becoming aware of that problem and then they're like, oh, I'm aware and I'm kind of interested maybe about doing something about it. And then they're evaluating, well, who would be that right person for me? And the thing is, you should be talking to every one of the five stages. That was three of them. But you should be talking to every one of the five stages, but not at the same time. So everything you hmm. put out, you need to ask yourself, is this for somebody that's that I'm helping them to become aware of what I do? Is this something of somebody who's already interested and I'm giving them a little bit more information? Is this somebody who totally is my target buyer? They're aware, they're in my world, and I can see that now they're kind of evaluating, am I the right person? So you just can't do them all mm -hmm. at the same time. You have to do them all, yeah. but not at the same time. And that is a confused message when they just put things up on social and in the same post, they're talking to all three of them and they can't figure out why nobody can make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I remember someone told me a confused mind always says Absolutely. no. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's so true. So, um, yeah, getting really clear. I love that. So, I mean, I was going to ask you, so you help, you help people scale their businesses. Is that kind of one of the biggest things that, that you help people do is kind of get clear about those five things? Like what's like the biggest thing that you help people with to scale? Like the biggest tip you could give, um, the biggest thing that I business. help people with my secret sauce, so to speak, is helping them to monetize. Like really, honestly, I mm. feel like, so this is what I feel like from my heart. I feel like there's things that we do that generate revenue and there's things that we do that feed our soul. And I want to do more things that feed my soul. And the way to do more things that feed your soul that you do because you want to, it doesn't matter if they make money for you. Right. But the thing is making sure that when you're doing the revenue generating activities, that they're actually generating revenue because you can get busy. Right. So there's activity and then there's productivity. Right. So I feel like what mm -hmm. my secret sauce is, so to speak, is really helping people to get really, really clear on what are the activities and how to do those activities in a way that they produce profit, right? They produce revenue so that that way they can spend more time doing, you know, the things that feed their soul. So that's really what my gift yeah. is. It's what I love to do is really helping people to monetize. Right. 
I love that. Oh my goodness. Well, so Patty, how can people find out more about you? How can they connect with you? They can just go to my website, pattyfarmer.com, and they'll see my podcast, my magazine, every single thing I have there, um, all in one nice, easy place for them, right? Because it's branded. (laughs) But that's where they need to go, pattyfarmer.com. Awesome. All right, Patty. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for listening to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast. I hope that you got a lot of amazing tips from Patty. So thank you so much for being here, Patty. And um, please like, subscribe, do all of the things, leave a comment, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.